Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz? Where leaders and hands-on experts in AI and automation share how they have turned hype into outcome. I'm your host, Andreas Welch, and if you would like to stay current on running AI in business, make sure to sign up for my newsletter at intelligence-briefing.com. Today, we'll talk about managing multi-vendor environments. And, you know, who to better talk to about it than someone who's been helping others do just that? Alex Leonida. Hey, Alex, great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Andreas. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. From the UK, started off in banking and finance, funnily enough, and got to the point where I just really fell in love with tech, started doing some hackathons and everything, and eventually went into consulting in the intelligent automation space. Started off with one of the big four, had some fantastic experiences, started my own consultancy for a while, and then, yeah, that's what led me to become a founder. Awesome. I'm really glad to turn you on and hearing from your expertise. We talked about some of these things, and I know you're quite passionate about multi-vendor. If I put my old IT hat back on, I'm all for a single vendor. So that will make for a good conversation today. So for those of you on the stream, if you're just joining us, drop a comment in the chat if you're all about standardizing on one vendor or if you'd rather have the best of each. But Alex, should we play a little game to kick things off? What do you say? Definitely. This game is called In Your Own Words. When I hit the buzzer, the wheels will start spinning. And when they stop, you'll see a sentence. I'd like you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind in your own words. To make it a little more interesting, you'll only have 60 seconds for your answer. So what do you say? Are you ready for what's the buzz? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Fantastic. So let's do this. If AI were a color, what would it be? 60 seconds. Go. Okay. I'm going to say white purely because it can take many different forms and it usually requires a hell of a lot of inputs in order to generate valuable outputs. White being the color that contains all of them. Say that. That's where I'd go with that question. That's awesome. Thanks. Really great job doing that on the fly. Thanks. <laughs> Good job. Going from there, right, where it entails all of the colors. So now it's my job to find a good segue in, into multi-vendor. But that kind of leads us there too, right? Multiple colors, there are multiple vendors. And today we want to talk about multiple multi-vendor strategies and why that's a good idea or even needed in today's automation environment. But I thought before we go there, maybe let me ask you, what does a multi-vendor strategy even entail? Yeah, it's self-explanatory, I guess. It's the use of multiple software vendors, whether it's one particular vertical or across the spectrum to generate or create some business outcome. In this case, I guess we're talking about automation and AI. Fantastic. So for those of you in the audience, if you have a question as well for Alex or myself, please feel free to drop it in the chat and we'll take a look in a few minutes here as well. Alex, like I said, self-explanatory what we mean by multi-vendor, but 
again, if I think back to a couple of years ago when I was in IT and we were really trying to standardize and consolidate as much as we could, only have one vendor or very few vendors and to reduce dependencies and incompatibilities and complexities and the whole shebang. So has all that changed? Are we all of a sudden embracing multi-vendor? Why is it so popular? What are you seeing? Okay, that's an interesting one. So there are different schools of thought. It all depends on the company and the culture within that company, the strategic goals of that company, especially within the IT department, I'd say, who lead that strategy going forward, right? And all the architecture, the tech stack. Single vendor had its day, and I believe it still does to some extent. It just depends on how far you are in that maturity spectrum. Um, I would say for when you're getting started, you see a lot of companies, especially at the smaller end, like low revenues, low headcount, adopt, say, a, a few select vendors just to keep things simple at the beginning. And then as you get larger and expand or even mature, you'll find your different departments, for example, growing and they're using more and more vendors for the same thing on the same technology vertical. Currently, I would say it's growing in popularity purely because it gives companies, especially nowadays with the, with the quality of technology available, a whole wider range of capabilities. By having many different vendors, basically can have best of breed. A few other reasons would be vendor independence. So by using multiple vendors, you're not stuck with one particular for all of your needs. This could help avoid things like lock-in, allow for more flexibility in terms of negotiating prices, and even support. There's also increased innovation and adaptability, I'd say, with multiple vendors and obviously the right management of those vendors and the right governance in place. You can bring new and innovative solutions to the table, uh, new ways to solve the current problems that you're facing or problems within different departments and keep pace with the latest technology trends and advancements. Because as we all know, some vendors don't necessarily keep up with the times. And then I guess, yeah, a couple of op other options would be cost savings, more leverage when it comes to negotiation. And certain pricing models of those vendors might be beneficial for one use case and others might be beneficial for another. That's a good point. I want to ask you a few more questions there. And I remember when we had our preparation call already a couple of months ago, one of the topics we had talked about there was multi-vendor. Does it mean you have multiple vendors for the same type of technology, say multiple RPA vendors or multiple vendors to do intelligent document processing? What do you think there? Are? What are you seeing? To what extent does multi-vendor apply? Yeah, I'd say both this way and that way. So yeah, vertically, definitely I've seen, especially in my experience, a lot of companies with multiple RPA vendors. I think in 2020, Gartner had a report saying some of their, their respondents had their client more than eight different vendors for automation. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, and I, 
it's quite impressive to be fair. I'd be, I'd be impressed if I had to try and manage all that. It'd be a nightmare. But yes. yeah, I think it, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's just growing in more, more growing in popularity. I get the point about having more flexibility, optimizing your cost, having better features available for specifically what you need. But doesn't it introduce complexity and at the end of the day, either your automation department or your IT department that needs to manage it? Or yes. do you, maybe not even the burden even to the business user who needs to know three tools to do one task? And that's an interesting one as well, actually. You can have different vendors for different verticals and different horizontal. You'll find a lot of RPA vendors now are branching into different categories. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the best option to go for, say, one vendor, not just RPA, but others as well. Because again, you might be missing out on a particular, for example, IDP tool, which might have a accuracy rate of more than, I don't know, 95, 98%. AI in particular really works well when you focus on a particular niche. I haven't seen many companies who claim to have AI capabilities do well in every single use case. They usually are best when they are narrowed to certain things, say one that's fantastic for invoices, another that's fantastic for driving licenses and so on. But yeah, when you bring the end user into it, it, uh, it does add complexity, but there's no going around that. And for those of you that don't know, shadow IT is when certain technology solutions appear in the company that aren't really approved by the IT department, right? You'll find it's usually because the IT or users aren't properly serviced by the IT department in the way that their needs are being met. And so they seek other solutions or they are sold other solutions. In fact, I think RPA, if I remember, was sold to business units and then IT had to try and catch up. I guess it's still the case. So it's a tricky one. I just seen a yeah. question come in. Increase costs and more coordination. How to handle companies in that situation? I think that's where experience and maturity come into it. As a smaller team, it's extremely difficult to handle, I'd say small team, maybe like three people, extremely difficult to handle multiple vendors especially when it comes to certain verticals. The increased cost, this isn't always necessarily the case. Certain vendors have pricing models which might be prohibitive for particular use cases, and others have more flexible pricing models, maybe on a per usage basis or on a per transaction basis. That's where a really skilled team comes into it. So the more complexity, the more uh, vendors you would use, you'll need to be able to hire a really good team or build a really good team and keep them on board because you're going to need, say, one person who's fantastic at this tool, another person that has experience with free tools. And uh, there are complexities in that aspect. The increased cost can be negotiated, especially if you are using multiple vendors from one particular vertical. The coordination aspect is where you're going to need to standardize your governance. And I, yeah, that might be where Build DOE comes into it. And I think Andreas has a great podcast on that, episode on that. Definitely check it out. Um, 
So yeah, building a COE definitely uh, definitely useful. It's basically a, a group of experts who are t- targeted in one particular area, and the, the goal is to educate the organization on best practices and such. So with coordination and more coordination, that's where best practices and governance and ideally visibility are needed. So building off of that, on one hand, you have this COE and you need different skill sets and different resources in, in that COE. When you look at something like shadow IT or citizen development, the more em- embraced and more guided version of this, how do you see that then work if you have different products or different technologies, different vendors? Do companies have one tool that is super easy to use that works great for citizen developers and there's another one that's maybe more for pro developers, a bit more advanced or who do that even full time? What are you seeing there? I think you pretty much just hit the nail on the head. I guess going back to your experience, right? The ideal scenario for IT is that you just have one tool. You're easily able to govern it. You're easily able to create best practices around it. And it's just easier for you to manage in that aspect. When it comes to business units, each have their own needs, each have their own abilities and skill sets. Um, finance may not exactly be as fantastic as marketing at a particular thing or, or vice versa. So a multi-vendor strategy in that sense gives flexibility to those business units, allows them to choose the tool that's best for them. You'll find that, again, managed properly with visibility into the end-to-end workflow, you should easily be able to unlock even more value. That's awesome. But again, going back to the COE thing, that needs to be more. You need the right training. There's obviously complexities around that. It's not as easy as a single vendor then. That vendor that you might be using and tied to, for example, the sudden and on the pricing side, increase thirty percent next year, and then, then um, what happens if that tool is not very end user friendly? So having that flexibility is where in today's tumultuous market, the inflation, all these macroeconomic events, is key going forward. At least that's what I think. That's an awesome way to summarize it. On the topic of summarizing, can you summarize the three ways from today's session for our audience? Multi-vendor approach, it depends on your capability as a company, your culture as in your company. If you're out, maybe it's not the best way to go unless you definitely find tools that use cases. I think the real to understand the benefits of the approach Vendor independence, cost savings, increased leverage, like negotiation, ability in terms of the, uh, the end users as well to cater to their needs, what we're trying to do at the end of the day, provide more of the business. Yeah, when it comes to shadow IT, just make sure that you're able to govern it to an end cycle. So have some kind of way f- feedback loop between them and your to of excellence, which I suggest everyone to try and create. And yeah, just governability is key. From ideation to 
management and tracking through analytics and uh, just make sure you've got governance and also and a single way to do Thank you so much for the summary. So folks, we're getting close to the end of the show today. Really glad you were able to join us today. Also, you, Alex, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Thanks, Andreas. Anytime. Thank you so much for joining and learning with us. See you next time for another round of the Intelligence Briefing. What's the buzz?